Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we are your hands, we are your feet. We are your people, we are your children. Lord Jesus, not only do you give us salvation, but you call us to be servants in your kingdom. Help us to understand that it's truly a blessing, that the more that we live in servanthood, the more we find the purpose for which you have created us. We praise in Jesus' name, amen. We're in a series called um, Always Reforming, and, and we're kind of coming towards the end of the series, and, and today the topic is Reforming Your Serve. This last week I had a conversation with one of our members, and she was telling me about her mother, who was in a, um, a nursing home, and she has um, dementia and Alzheimer's, and, and even as, um, she says, as her mother is in this, this state and struggling with her memory... She's continuously serving people in the nursing home. It's just who she is. It's just even in this you know, situation where her memory is failing, she still wants to help people, push wheelchairs, and, and help people any way she can because it's how she is. It's her state of being. And you know, I thought about that, and I'm, you know, I'm thinking about the person I'm talking to, and we're having a conversation about um, her desire to help you know, work and build a team of, of people to help others to use the gifts that God has given them to serve even more effectively in our church and our community. And so from one generation to the next, this attitude of, of servanthood. And, you know, as I thought about that, and as I thought a lot about the series of reforming, that if things are going to change in our lives, the key is it's got to change our minds. What the mind thinks you know, our state of thinking is going to affect everything else that follows. And today, as I thought about this, you know, topic of serving this past week, what really hit me is, is an attitude in our mindset. And there's three things that came to mind as I, I began to think about the right kind of mental mindset for serving. And the first point I want to share as I was looking at a section in Philippians chapter 2 is that servants are people who are like-minded, being like-minded. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Servants are like-minded. That's what God wants us to be. That's what I see with people that love to serve. They have a similar type of attitude. You know, for we as a congregation, we have a a vision, and we have a mission, and we have a purpose. And recently, our our vision statement was um, solidified to build a vibrant community of disciples who share the deep and wide love of Christ in our church, our community, in our world. And I love that statement because it really ties into Matthew 28 when Jesus said, go make disciples of all nations to a group of 11 people. He didn't say just make members. didn't say just make believers. Make disciples. Make people who are truly sold out to the cause of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he lays that out. And so our vision is to fulfill that. You're not just in Scottsdale, but in Arizona and to the ends of the earth. And we're seeing that happen more and more over time. We also have a mission. In fact, just recently, 
I got a new license plate. Here's a plate. LP2FJ. What does that mean? Leading people to follow Jesus. I was surprised it was still there that one of you guys didn't have it. And so I took it. Reminder of our mission. Leading people to follow Jesus. And that's been our mission for many years. And I love that mission. It makes sense. But for that mission to work, it's essential, first of all, that who follows Jesus? That we do. That ultimately, we follow Jesus. And as we follow Jesus, others are going to see our example. I truly believe one of the best ways that we can witness, one of the best ways that we can share our faith is by serving. Being like-minded in service. We also have a purpose. Three words. Discover, develop, and declare. Okay? Discovering faith in Jesus Christ. Growing into a life of worship. That's the first step. Okay? And it's very important for us to realize that these three Ds, it's a progression. It starts with coming to faith in Christ, getting into a life of worship. But then the next phase is develop, which is developing in the Word of God. And we are desiring to grow more in His Word and Bible study and in our own personal devotional life. And as we develop in His Word, as we become more like Jesus and letting His Word become more a part of us, it leads to the third phase, which is what we're aiming all of us for us to go towards, which is declare. Declaring our faith in Jesus Christ. And again, one of the best ways for us to declare it is serve. Again, I think that word evangelism is scary, but if we can learn to be better servants for Jesus Christ, I believe that the true witness of the word is being put into action. So three key things in our congregation. Worship, Bible study, and serve. This last um, Friday and Saturday, we had an elders retreat. And it was really exciting for me to see uh, nearly um, 25 of our elders attended at some point in in the event to see how the excitement was just welling up in this group of, of elders, the passion they have for our church. And I spent a lot of time thinking about the history of our church. And over the years, what we've seen is incredible service. You know, starting with Pastor Byer, the one who began this ministry over 30 years ago, just saw you know, vacant land out here in the desert and just saw a vision for a, a Lutheran church in this part of, of, of God's kingdom. It began to grow, and people served, and they were like-minded, and things began to, to take off, and, and you know, the church was built, and the preschool started. Eventually, a day school began, and more people served, and eventually, over the years, we've seen a, a second campus, and we've seen before Pastor Byer even, um, in his retirement, he actually went out and started churches in North Scottsdale, at uh, Desert Foothills, and in, in Fountain Hills, Trinity Fountain Hills, and it's just, over time, People serving, things building up, and, and we've seen even, you know, in 10 years, over the last 10 years, God worked in some really great ways. And for seven years, we saw a lot of sustained growth, momentum. The last three years have been a little more challenging. You know, we had some challenges a few years ago as far as is, um, trying to understand how we can combine our two campuses, even as far as worship, and there was some things that happened there that were, were challenging. Um, in the last couple of years, this last year in particular, we saw our, the, the enrollment, our day school, um, 
plummeted quite a bit as we see increased competition in this area with, with Basis, the number one high school in the nation up the street here, and other you know, really good charter schools and, and, and public schools in our area. Um, and we saw these challenges begin to arise, even as far as our worship attendance. It has been flat, maybe slightly declined in the last year or so. And, and it, with the elders, we talked and thought, you know what, we, we can't let this happen. You know, God has even greater plans. And we begin to talk about some of the things that have been happening recently. How God is beginning to, to help people come forward to fill in some of the gaps that we've had. You know, for example, in, in June we had a congregational voters meeting where we voted on a budget that was $200,000 deficit budget. And everybody came together, you know, as one and said, we're going to do this. And less than a week later, somebody came to me and said, Pastor John, me and my wife, we want to help. And they gave a, a check that, that covers the deficit for the year. But also with that, a challenge as well, saying, we want to challenge you and this congregation to at least match this gift we've given to help, you know, propel things more into the future. And then we've seen some other things take place too. We've recently have a new youth director who is, is doing phenomenal work. Brian Stanley is, has come in and just, our, we're seeing our junior high program, our senior high program, taken off even more. We've been talking about having a director of administration operations and a little over a month ago, someone was put in place, Andrew Armstrong. And, you know, for me to see the amount of things he's done in one month is just incredible. And for me, you know, what I've seen as our, our church grew and as our staff almost tripled in size, our budget doubled, I felt my job becoming more of a business manager. And I was being pulled away from being a pastor to being a business manager. That's not my calling in life. And now, I'm, for, the, for the first time in a number of years, I'm starting to feel like myself again. I can focus on being a pastor. And we're seeing the infrastructure within our church and schools getting stronger. And recently, a new principal is added to our staff. And Dr. Vincent Stumpel, this guy is amazing. He's probably one of the best principals in this country. It was a God thing that we have received him into our midst. And for those of you that were at the installation um, last Sunday, you heard his story. And the bottom line is, it's, you know, he's um, served in very successfully in some of the most prestigious private Christian schools in the country, but he and his wife got together and said, let's pick where we want to live and just go there in faith. And of all the places in the country, guess where they wanted to live? Scotts, Arizona. And they moved here and, and just our paths crossed, and now we have a person who's an expert at helping schools that maybe have been struggling a little bit to turn around and become incredibly successful. God is putting things into place. And We're going into a a time called Stand the Gap, which is going to be in in November here, more about this. And I want to kind of prime the pump a bit here, because it's a calling for all of us to rise up in greater ways than ever before. The most important thing in this life is our relationship with Jesus Christ. And God is calling upon us to be like-minded people, to see how he's going to lead us each individual, and as each of us does our part in his kingdom, amazing things happen. We're going to be hearing more about this. That our, our vision, our mission, our purpose, they're not just words. They're a call to action. And may God grant that you know, with this like-mindedness, that we will rise up even greater ways as we press on to the future. There's a verse, a section from Romans 12. For the, by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us has one body 
with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we who are many form one body. Each member belongs to all the others. Servants of Christ, they realize that, number one, we have been gifted by God. And we don't belong to ourselves. We belong to God. We belong to each other. And the more that we find our place, the more everybody's blessed. Like-minded. The next one is being humble-minded. In Philippians 2, 3, and 4. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Basically focusing on a mind that is humble. You know, on the um, evening of the terrible tragedy in Vegas, I was, hap- I was up late that night, and I was just turning the, the news on, and all of a sudden I, I saw a, a cameraman um, at the scene. This is of hours after the event you know, took place. And there's a number of people leaving um, that area where the disaster took place. And these are the ones that had run back in to help others. And they're coming out, and there's, there's blood on their clothes. And a lot of them didn't have shirts because they took their shirts off to, to use to help lay over people that were, you know, dying or, or been severely injured. And there, what was amazing what they said is at that time, they only thought that the news thought only two people had died. And these people were not saying that scores of other people died. They weren't talking about that type of thing. They were talking about pray for those people. They're talking about, yeah, we went into, we wanted to help. We wanted to serve. Putting their lives into harm's way to, to help other people that are struggling. Humble-minded. The scripture talks a lot about this. In Romans 12.10, be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Galatians 5.13, you, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. In Jesus Christ, we've been set free from sin, from Satan, from death. The way to heaven is open, but how are we going to use our freedom? And God calls upon us to use our freedom to serve, to be humble-minded. It says in Ephesians 5.21, submit to one another out of reverence, for Christ. And in 1 Peter 5, 5, young men, in the same way, be submissive to those who are older. All of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. I don't know about you, but I look in this world today and I see a lot of arrogance. I see a lot of people that are in leadership positions all over our, our country. And, and no matter you know, what your political persuasion is, there's a lot of rhetoric out there which is really not humble at all. Very, I think it's a terrible example for our younger generations. We can't affect what other people do, but we need to affect what we do. To be humble-minded. You know, a person who's humble, they don't think less of themselves, okay? If you're humble, you don't think less of yourself. You think about yourself less. Did you catch that? Okay. You don't think less of yourself. You think of yourself Less. And the reason you think about yourself less is because you're spending more time thinking about God and others. You know, Paul says, make my joy complete. Where's joy? It's Jesus, others, and yourself. If you get things in that sequence, you find joy. You find servanthood. Being humble-minded. And finally, being Christ-minded. In Philippians 
2, 5, it says, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. In other words, your mindset should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's not the world's way of doing things. The world's all about ascending into greatness. Jesus shows a completely different model. The God of the universe in human form, he comes here and he descends into greatness. He humbles himself even to the point of dying on the cross for our sins. The ultimate servant to ever walk on this planet is Jesus Christ. Not only is he our savior, he's our model. He's our example. At our elders retreat we talked a lot about discipleship. Jesus spent three years 24 hours a day, seven days a week with, with 12 guys. What was he doing? He was trying to change their, their minds, affect their minds, turn them into servants. He was pouring himself into them. He was helping them to have a Christ-like mind. After the three years of training, he released them out into the world, and they changed the world. And if you study their lives, their mindset was the same as that of Christ Jesus. In fact, every one of them, except for John, died for their faith. They were completely sold out to the cause. Disciples are people that are, have minds more like Christ. Servants have, are people that have minds and think more like Christ. As we come to the 500th anniversary of the Reformation, I thought a lot about Martin Luther. There were three different things he focused on. This incredible scholar simplified everything to three th- phrases. Faith alone, grace alone, scripture alone. And his desire was for every person to be in the Word of God. And back then, as earlier in his life, the only scriptures were handwritten, and, and hardly anybody had scriptures. But during his time of, where he was hiding because he knew that people wanted to kill him, he tr- translated the Bible in the German language. The printing press had just come out, and the, the Bible was, was printed and put into the hands of the German people. And imagine getting your first Bible. It's like a treasure to them. And people began to grow in God's word. And that was the Reformation, was all about getting the word of God into the lives of people and understanding we're saved by grace through, through faith alone. And you look at Martin Luther, not only did he do these things and believe these things in his mind, he lived it out with his life. And ultimately, even though his life was in danger, he still came out of that hiding and went out and served the German people and spread the Reformation, pointing people back to the word of God. The more that God's word becomes a part of our life, the more that his word is is put into our minds and our hearts and, and lived out in our lives, we are living more with the mind of Christ. And the only one that can stop us in this process is our, ourselves, to be more Christ-minded. And so in closing, my friends, when it comes to serving, the key is the right mindset. That everything we do in life you know, whether it's at work, in the neighborhood, going to the store, that everything we see in life is an opportunity to do what? To serve, 
to serve God and others. May God grant that we have a mindset that is like-minded, humble-minded, and Christ-minded. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for being a servant, a servant who came into the sinful world to live a perfect life, to die on the cross and to rise again, that through you we are forgiven, through you we're set free. And now help us to take this freedom you've given to us and help us to, to live it out in a way of being servants, to be people who are like-minded, humble-minded, and Christ-minded. We pray this in your name. Amen.